Hello everyone, this is the Jay Rolden Podcast, and I want to welcome you to another great edition. This is episode 54, and I'm looking forward to tonight. It has been such a long time, at least I felt like it's been a long time. I've missed y'all, and I cannot wait to get into these poems tonight. I want to thank all of you that have been sending some requests in terms of poetry, and so I'm getting, I got all those prepared and I'm ready to go, guys. But before that, I want to say just a few encouraging things and I just want to give you a quick update and also just want to thank all of my sponsors as well as the subscribers on my Spotify channel. Let me say hi, let me do a quick little hello to all my Spanish speakers and then we will continue back in English. Muchas gracias a todos ustedes. Gracias por estar aquí, toda la comunidad latinoamericana. Espero que disfrutaron de su fin de semana y espero que estén bien y que, bueno, que Dios los siga bendiciendo, así que estoy muy agradecido por su presencia y acuérdense que aquí siempre estoy aquí en vivo en directo desde el sur de Estados Unidos y espero que ustedes estén bien. Esto es domingo y no sé si ustedes se acuerdan, pero siempre los domingos hago como un request line, entonces en bueno, en castellano en inglés eso significa así como ustedes piden lo que yo Lo, lo que lo que quiero lo que ustedes quieren que yo leo y lo leo aquí en vivo así que esto es request line Sundays que, que le llamamos así que muchas gracias por su sintonía muchas gracias por sus saludos sus comentarios y espero que disfruten de este show este es episodio 53 así que bueno lo vamos a hacer con mucho empeño con mucha motivación mucho cariño muchos muchos abrazos así que metáforo obviamente pero Eh, espero que es, es, lo están disfrutando y lo pasen bien esta noche. Muchas gracias por, por todo. All right, y'all. So, welcome back, all of you that I have said hello to. And I truly have missed y'all. I really have missed y'all. And it's been a really, really great weekend. There's a couple of things that happened, but, you know, it's okay. I mean, nothing that, you know, I haven't, you know, something that I, it's, you know. One of the great things about growing, by the way, by, by, by aging, right? is that you grow and you have you gain wisdom and you gain a lot of patience and you know no matter what like people say to you and no matter what people think like you always you know with age you always sort of see it and you filter the things that you actually like know which one's the truth and which one's and which one isn't so you know if somebody says something that is not like pleasant to you i sort of shrug it off and like you know before when i was younger i probably would have taken it a little bit more personal but this time it's a lot different so <laughs> I don't know. I kind of shrug it off and it's like, oh man, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to make some tea now, right? So, <laughs> that's right. You got like, you got like so many things to do and, you know, it's a good thing, right? You, It's good to, to be occupied with those things. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if people don't want to be your friend, if they don't want to like hang out with you and actually like uplift you and edify you, then it's like, well, I mean, you're probably wasting your time or something like that, right? So, <laughs> I'm just here to uplift you. I'm just here to be a good friend, right? And the way I conduct myself is always genuine. Always genuine. So anybody that misinterprets it or says that, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel that way, that's not That's not true, <laughs> all right? You just were a little bit irresponsible in terms of, like, conducting yourself. <laughs> and so you probably needed to grow in terms of maturity level. So anyway, <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well. And I promise... This is a place of nothing but edifying, edifying words, I promise. So I hope that you guys enjoy tonight's live and that everything goes smoothly for this week, right? All right, y'all. So I'm so, so, so looking forward to sharing some really beautiful poems tonight. And I hope that you guys, well, 
I really hope you do learn something here. I really hope that you do like remember some beautiful poems and beautiful words, right? I really hope that you don't leave tonight without actually remembering what it means to love someone and also to be loved as well. I had a really great conversation with a friend earlier this evening and that was actually talked about a lot. And I, remember, and I remember seeing their face when they were describing their experiences with relationships. And you can just totally tell that they were just in pain, right? And, you know, no matter how much they tried to cover it, like, you could just see the pain. And, and it was just really, really, like, sad, you know? And so, to all of you and all of my friends that have gone through really, really tough times... I just want to let you know, and I know this is going to sound so generic, but I truly, 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 truly want you to believe. And I want you to know that like all those feelings you are feeling right now are absolutely temporary and they will not hold you down because the moment that you actually dwell in them and you let them hold you down, that's when you actually lose. Okay. And yeah, you probably will be stuck in those chains of the past, right? Those chains of hurt, those chains of sorrow, and those chains that are always going to anchor you. And so I want to read some poems tonight to help you alleviate all of those sadness, all of those things that, well, all those things that you felt like you needed to carry. And so I want to give a little heads up, y'all. Tonight might see might be a little bit sad and you might want to cry. And I just want to let you know it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and cry. Go ahead and just let those teardrops shed all of those sadness, all of those things that you were carrying up to this point. And when every single teardrop that comes out of you, I want you to try and let beautiful edifying words heal you and cover up all of that gap that all of that pain and sorrow made you go through it's going to take quite some time for you to actually feel restored but at least some of these edifying words can be planted in you tonight and when you go to bed try to dwell on those wonderful words I promise you by the time I'm reading some of these poems you will know what those words are and they're gonna mean something special to you and in the morning you're gonna wake up thinking about those words one last time and those things are going to sp spring into something amazing I don't know what that I don't know what they're gonna look like but you're going to start off your work week with a high note. And I want you to think about these words. All right? Okay. Before I begin, I want to I want to say a big thank you to all of my 
current subscribers on Spotify. Those of you who are new to this channel, I have a Spotify account and it is titled J. Rolden Speaks. And so I want to encourage all of you after this live to go there and check out my Spotify account, my podcast. And I want to encourage you to follow me there and whatever it is that you can support me with, uh, I would absolutely appreciate it. I'm constantly thinking of new content to post there. Sometimes they're coming from these lives and sometimes I'm posting things that I don't put on TikTok. So I just want to say that I want to thank all of the current subscribers out there that are that are sponsoring me on uh, Spotify. So I'm going to start off with Sarah. I'm going to say thank you to you for being one of the first that was subscribing to my podcast account. I also want to say thanks to Lisa. Thank you so much for your wonderful message as well. And I hope that I continue con to produce some edifying content for you. So I appreciate your following and your and just 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 wonderful message. So thank you so much, Lisa, for that one. And of course, Nusheen, thank you so much for your sponsorship. And I hope that you continue to follow and appreciate some of the content that's being placed there. So thank you so much. All right. I also want to say thank you to Nancy also. Thank you also for your kindness, for your wonderful uh, follow, and also for her sponsoring me on that, on that platform. And once again, also thank you, Tammy, as well. Thank you so much for your wonderful sponsorship. And, of course, Sandra, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the troubles that you're going through, Sandra, but hopefully some of these poems tonight will speak to you, okay? So thank you for also sponsoring me on there. And also, big, big, big thank you to Ms. Carl Carlanda. I don't know if I said it right, but thank you, Carlanda, for sponsoring me on there. And I hope that you continue to enjoy some of the content on my Spotify account. And of course, to all my TikTok followers, thank you all for just being avid followers and looking forward to these. And to be quite honest, I actually look forward to these. I really do. So I hope that you guys are okay. I hope that whatever it is that you're going through, I'm sure it's tough. And I'm sure it's going to be a challenge for you. And I'm not promising you anything, okay? I'm not promising you anything. I'm not promising you, you that I'm going to like absolutely heal you. These poems are the ones that are going to be talking to you, not me. I'm just reading them. All right. And then I'm showing you how I've been healed and have currently been heal healing in the process of healing with some of these poems. So you connect with these poems. You listen to these poems. You have to make sense of these poems. You have to think about these poems. You have to feel these poems. You have to listen to these poems. All right. It's not me. It's the poems. So, are we ready? All right, y'all. I want to start off with the poem that I posted in a video yesterday. Okay? <laughs> Thank you for your comments. So, I'm going to start off with the poem that I posted in a video yesterday. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. This one's a tough one for me. Okay? This is a very tough one. So, before you all uh, make any sort of assumptions and like say anything like words of encouragement, um, I will. I just want to give you guys a heads up. This live, this channel is to support and to uplift you. It really is. Because I want to be uplifted as well. I don't want to share anything that's going to hurt me and of course hurt you. But like I said earlier in this live, sometimes it's okay to mourn and to cry and to be 
moved emotionally by some of these poems because we don't realize it, but sometimes we carry things inside that we didn't we didn't realize we were. Does that make sense? So I want to read a poem tonight, and it's written for men. Okay, but I want everybody to understand this. This poem is not about you know any sort of like 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 gen- gender battles or like any sort of like smirky remarks against one another. This is about understanding each other. This is about understanding like what actually goes through men in order for us to like express and for you to understand like what men actually go through because we have been portrayed okay and by all means i'm not complaining about this portrayal okay we have been portrayed about being like these sort of like kind of stone cold leaders right and that we're just sort of just take every sort of single damage and and whatever remark or comment negative comment has been made to us we, we we just are expected to deal with it and then like shrug it off and then move on right and by all means i think that's actually a really good and important trait that men do have but we absolutely get misinterpreted because we don't we are we're expected not to feel them right we're expected to be like numb to them we're expected to be just absolutely like void of any connectivity of some of these comments some of these words some of these feelings right so the poem that i posted yesterday was about well about how good men become vulnerable get exposed get hurt and then become closed and calloused and then abandoned so this really spoke to me quite a bit actually so i want to just encourage all of you to stick to this life after I read this poem because i'm i promise you the way i'm going to explain it is going to be very very like endearing and it's going to be eye opening and it's going to allow you guys to understand like why good men are the way they are and what makes them actually good okay and yes there are some really awful people out there and yes I acknowledge that many of you have experienced a lot of those awful men. But there's actually a lot of us good men that get treated the exact same way. So this is dedicated to all of the good men. And so here we go. This is titled Never give all your heart. by William Butler Yeats. You all ready? All right. One last thing before I go <laughs> before I read. Those of you who are new to this live right now, get some earphones, get some AirPods. I promise you the experience is so much better and you won't regret it. And find a place, a quiet place that you can feel just 
you don't have to worry that i want you to find a place that is just for you that is be, that doesn't have any distractions you know <laughs> i'll share this little detail later about like finding a quiet place it's actually kind of kind of interesting <laughs> but, but uh let me get started with this poem anyway here we go guys so this is titled never give all your heart this is dedicated to all good men all right all right when this track slows down and it gets quiet and the next one starts i'm going to start reading this poem by william button leads here we go seem worth thinking of to passionate women if it seems certain and they never dream that it fades out from kiss to kiss for everything that's lovely is but a brief dreamy kind delight oh never give the heart outright for they for all smooth lips can say have given their hearts up to the play and who could play it well enough if deaf and dumb and blind with love he that made this knows all the cost for he gave his heart and lost think you heard, you all heard this i don't think you heard this i need to read this one more time so you can understand how this message is so good and this is such a great not blueprint but this is such a great little shall we say experiential map metaphorical map of what happens to a good guy it's so tragic and trust me, I already shed my tears from this poem, so I'm not crying right now, but trust me, it's like, it's so good. Let me read this one last time, y'all, and then I'll explain it, all right? You gotta feel this one, man. This is so good. I'm telling you, like, you cannot, you cannot leave this life until you understand fully the implication of this poem. One last time. Here we go, guys. Listen to this. Listen to this. Pick out some words. Pick out three words by the time I'm done reading this. This is fantastic, man. Listen to this. Never give all the heart. For love will hardly seem worth thinking of to passionate women, if it seems certain. Never dream that it fades out from kiss to kiss. For 
everything that's lovely is but a brief, dreamy, kind delight. Oh, never give the heart outright. For they, for all smooth lips can say, have given their hearts up to the play. And who could play it well enough if deaf and dumb and blind with love? He that made this knows all the cost. For he gave all his heart and lost. Absolutely lost. Look, y'all. Sometimes there are great men that wholeheartedly care for you. Wholeheartedly care for you. They are interested in you. They're interested in spending time with you. They're interested in just listening to you. Like genuinely listening to you. They have no other agenda other than to sit next to you and listen. Because they want to learn about you. They want to observe you. Observe you. And metaphorically absorb you too. Right? And they just like love being with you they love talking to you they love chatting with you they love being on the phone with you they love just absolutely being consumed with the thought of you with the sound of you with saying your name and then They are there to nurture you. They nurture you so much, so often, so many times. And the worst part is, they get used to you and they cannot <laughs> many ways they cannot function without you anymore at least temporarily See, they've learned to place their heart and to sink it with yours. The moment that you, that those women stop caring for them, stop actually, like, not taking them in a genuine way, these men start deteriorating 
shrinking and just... stifled with so much negative thoughts and just self-doubt and they scramble for an explanation. And then they're left abandoned because all of the affirmative words that they gave, they were drained of it because they gave it all to you. They gave it all to that one woman that they wanted to spend time and get to know, right? And then they're left for whatever reason. And those reasons are never adequate. No. <laughs> I don't care what the reason is. You cannot tell a guy, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. <laughs> That is such a lie. <laughs> that is such a lie. You cannot tell a guy, yeah, you didn't mean to make him feel that way. When you yourself were spending time with him on purpose, <laughs> because you adored how they made you feel. You loved their attention. You loved their words of affirmation. You loved how they took away all of that self-doubt that you had. And that sorrow and that pain and whatever it is that you experienced they loved how they just like took it away from you and they had to endure it so that you wouldn't have to and then once you felt good about yourself then no more that's it and then you love you leave them and you act like you didn't mean for them to fall in love with you what what no, man. No. See, this line right here. You need to listen to this line. Never give all the heart, for love will hardly seem worth thinking of to passionate women if it seems certain. That line, if it seems certain. You see, I did that. I did that with someone that I was interested in. I made them, and I wanted them to feel so special about themselves because they had trouble seeing just how potentially wonderful they are, right? Like, they couldn't even see how beautiful they were. But I could. And so I wanted to build them. I wanted to strengthen them. I willfully, okay? I willfully stepped in because I saw how damaged they were and how much they needed someone like me. But then, after they were healed, okay? And, and I'm talking like over a course of time. This is not like over just like a few days. This is a course of time, guys, right? After they were uplifted after they were built after they were just strengths right after they could be who they were again right after they knew just how beautiful they were <laughs> see they were assured of my affection for them right which is where that line comes from from the poem it says 
love will hardly seem worth thinking of to passionate women if it seems certain. Once they have that certainty from you, right? And I'm talking about like you as in good men. Once they have that certainty from good men, then for some reason like they don't need you anymore. <laughs> right? Which is why William Butler Yeats warns good men, which he says, they never dream that it fades out from kiss to kiss. You see, this is, so last week I shared about the importance of like, why you need to be careful with how you share your body, right? And I'm not, I'm not just talking about like intimacy. I'm talking about like actual like little things like, like kissing, right? See, every time you kiss and kiss other guys, right? There's like a devaluing of it. And it's coming from you, by the way. You're devaluing, devaluating yourself, right? Like, I can't tell you how much I appreciate women that like don't want to kiss on the, you know, for several dates or whenever, right? Because if I'm interested in someone, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, I'm interested in you, right? I want to get to know you. Do you stimulate me here? Do you stimulate me here? Right? Like, can I get along with you? Can I have like, see you as like my companion, right? Like my, like, like my, kind of like a, a female version of a bro, right? <laughs> right? Like, I want to hang out with you, man. Right? And if that's not possible, then like, yeah, I, I certainly don't want to kiss you, right? Like, so I definitely appreciate women that actually have that sort of etiquette, right? That sort of like practice, because it is wonderful. It is wonderful to to see that, right? Like, there's something very valuable and very worthy of them to do. Anyway, last part about this poem. One last thing I want to say about this poem. Yes, it is true that when a man actually like is into you right yes it w it is true he will become deaf he will become dumb and he will become b blind when he loves you you know why because he is willing to overlook every flaw that you have whatever that is right if you want to call it red flags i mean that's a little extreme actually <laughs> but but Whatever it is, whatever it is, okay? Whatever flaws you have, okay? Because we all do. I have a flaw, okay? I have a lot of flaws, actually. I mean, not a lot, but like, flaws. <laughs> we all have flaws. But a guy that's into you, he's willing to overlook all of that stuff. Right? Right? Whatever past you had, if he finds you compatible, if he finds you, like, worthy, and he finds you like you are, you know, just a great person to hang out with, like, a, like just... Something that he really feels comfortable talking to, right? And and just hanging out with. Yeah. He's going to willfully... He's going to willfully become blind. He's going to willfully become dumb. He's going to willfully become deaf. It sounds kind of immature and elementary. But really, we do it because all we want is you. That's it. I don't care what else is going on. Right? This world could be crumbling right now. This world could be in World War Three right now. But as long as I have you, it's good. I'm going to endure 
the heartaches. I'm going to endure the loneliness. I'm going to endure the all of the just sadness, right? <laughs> because I find you awesome. So <laughs> I just want to be with you. But for some reason, once a good guy does that, and the woman that he's interested in is assured of his of of his affection for her, then she loses interest. And then gets thrown with the generic I didn't mean to make you feel that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good guys give their heart, despite what the poem says. Good guys give their heart. And then we lose them. See, when you give something, you also lose it. That's the irony of giving. When you give, you lose. And you, when you give, you shouldn't expect anything in return, right? That's not true giving. True giving is giving without expecting anything in return. But the part that we don't emphasize a lot is that you actually lose. You lose something. You lose something about yourself. You lose something. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be painful or it's going to be hurting. But many ways it does happen that way. I don't know. But that's the burden and the risk of giving, right? You lose. You see, that's when good men start rebuilding themselves. They start becoming autonomous. They start learning what it means to live a quiet life and just concentrate on their work, concentrate on the things they like to do, concentrate on building things, fixing things, right? They just start working on themselves. And you know what happens? <laughs> Once a man reaches that level of independence, once a man reaches that level of being autonomous and realizing that he really doesn't need anybody, right? That's when there are love interests in him. But sadly, he's not really motivated anymore, right? Because he's learned to take care of himself. And so therefore, he's just going to continue to be autonomous. Because, in many ways, he doesn't want to give his heart out to anyone anymore. Because he'll know that he'll lose. And 
And so men that reach that level, okay, men that reach that level of autonomy, usually is a good sign that we lost something really significant. And not just like any type of loss, like a really significant loss. Yes, ladies, I know, I recognize and acknowledge that all of you went through similar experiences. But I just wanted to make this poem stressed because men go through this just as painful, if not more painful. Okay? And I'm talking about good men. Good men that learn to pick themselves up, pick themselves up and learn how to rebuild themselves and become autonomous. And then get to a point where... We really don't need anybody. <laughs> we really don't. But see, here's the here's the blessing about that, by the way. Those autonomous men that did go through those hardships, that did get go through those brokenheartedness, that did lose a part of themselves. Once they do reach that autonomy, once they do reach being self-dependent, right? And learning to lead and enjoy their own lives, right? Their own lives, I mean. And yet, they decide to meet you? That's an amazing man. That's not just a good man anymore. That's an amazing man. Because now, he is willing to risk it again. Do not underappreciate that man. Do not underappreciate what he is doing. Do not underappreciate, devalue that man. Because he is there after all the heartache and willing to risk it again. That's a great man. As much as I like this poem by William Butler Yeats, it's a great poem. It's a beautiful poem. It's a beautiful poem for all men. But I want to remind all of the men, if there's any men in here, I want to remind you all, Learn to pick yourself up. Learn to be autonomous. Learn to be independent. Learn to be leaders. But don't forget. It's okay to... Give your heart to someone else at some point. Obviously, we're going to be a little bit more intelligent about it. But don't dwell in this message here that William Butler Yeats said, right? Never give all your heart. There's a word here that I didn't emphasize up to this point, and it's all. It's okay to give some of your heart now. And only until you are assured that the woman that you gave some of your heart to now 
when she is ready and you are ready, especially. When you are ready, especially, right? I'm talking to the men. When you are ready. And you know that this woman will take care of you. She honors you. She respects you. She puts her arm around you for no reason other than to have you be embraced by her by by you right she wants to be embraced by you right she wants to put her arm her hand around yours a woman really cares for you man she respects you she honors you she loves being around you and my goodness Like I said, when you are ready, now you can give all your heart to her. <laughs> oh man, what a great poem. We got all that from just one poem, y'all. That's how awesome this night is. <laughs> That's how awesome this night is. Once again, this is the Jay Rolden Podcast. I'm so happy y'all are here. I am so, 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 so thrilled to share these words of wisdom with y'all. I'm so thrilled to, well, just share some of these stories with y'all. I am looking forward to sharing even more and just being, just being. That's it. Just being. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next poem here. And I think you guys will like this one. Like I said, tonight is going to be a little bit, a little bit heavy, right? A little bit heavy with perhaps a little bit of, 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 of sorrow, a little bit of sadness. But once again, let those tears carry away all of that sadness. Let it carry all of those like sad thoughts, sad emotions, and just let let those tears like just extract and just let it evaporate somewhere right don't even worry about where it's going to be evaporated just let it evaporate like let it be right and then hopefully with what i say after the i read these poems then you can feel encouraged all right all right so this next one what can i say about this next one <laughs> this next one is is titled You Thought by Dorothea Lasky Dorothea Lasky is from here from the United States and she was born in I think it was like St. Louis I think anyway St. Louis Missouri and she wrote some really good poems most of them are about relationships and she, I liked her writing because she was sort of like straight to the point and it's kind of like repetitive but 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 she does that on purpose so she's like very repetitive in her words but it's always like like directing right it's always like getting to the heart of the matter so she's not one of those poems that like she's sorry she's not one of those poets that like talks about nature and uses it as a metaphor to explain relationships no she just like likes likes to go straight to like these visuals right like like look i'm doing this you're doing that he's doing this she's doing that things like that so hopefully 
Hopefully you guys will appreciate this one. So here we go. This one's titled You Thought. You thought I'd flipped. Flipped the switch and I hadn't. You thought I'd left the window open and I wouldn't. And you thought I'd turn the dial up but I didn't. And you thought I'd ring the sun the supper Super, but I shouldn't. And you thought I'd unlock the beehive, but I wouldn't. And you thought I'd sing the dirge, but I couldn't. And you thought I'd cook the rabbit, but I hadn't. You thought I'd come back that day, and I didn't. And you thought I'd tend the flowers, but I couldn't. And you thought I'd turn the lock, but I hadn't. You thought I'd open the door, see you, but I couldn't. And you thought I'd lay down, but I couldn't. It kills me still. Did you guys hear this? Did you guys listen to this? You Thought by Dorothea Lasky. Here she is listing all the things that she did not do, would not do, could not do. Now, we don't know what the actual situation was with her companion. We don't know. Because she doesn't really describe it. So, think about this. Think about this. I want you to recall. <laughs> I want you to recall. Mm. I want you to recall some of the times that you didn't do some things for your companion. It's probably going to be a little bit of a difficult thought exercise here. But I, I really want you to try. I really want you to try to think about all the things that you didn't do. Okay? Why? Why didn't you? Was it because you're upset? 
maybe you just you are tired why 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 do those things why why okay you know despite my last message in the first poem that i read tonight okay especially when it comes to the story that i shared okay despite that negative experience that i've had I don't regret it. You heard, I don't think you guys heard me. <laughs> I don't regret it. I don't regret all of those hours, all of those nights, all of my energy and effort that I put into creating these things for the woman that I was interested in. It sounds a little bit of a irony here, okay? It it sounds strange for me for some of you to like hear this right now because this despite my criticism for some people not appreciating good men, right? Now you're hearing me and say that I don't regret it. <laughs> I don't regret going through that heartache. I don't regret spending the time and giving my heart to that woman that I was interested in Do you understand? I don't regret it. Why don't I regret it? Because I was myself when I was with her I developed things of myself from myself when I was with her I saw things and I did things that I didn't think I was capable of when I was with her I imagined things I fixed things I created things I just found ways of overcoming adversity in many aspects all because of her and so i became a better version of myself because of her <laughs> and that has allowed me to become an even greater guy if i was good before i'm even better now <laughs> do you understand that's why i don't regret it Sure, it hurt. Sure, I I was absolutely distraught and just flipping like cried my eyes out. And it hurt. Okay? Don't get me wrong, it hurt. And I'm not saying that like I want to relive that. <laughs> but I don't regret it. Because if it wasn't for her, then I definitely wouldn't have been able to see just how awesome 
I am. <laughs> and I know that sounds self-centered, y'all, okay? But just hear me out, okay? Just hear me out. You see, all those things that I learned about myself, all those things that I thought I couldn't do before, right? Before I met her, all those things, all the creative parts, all of the, like, genuineness and the conversations and the words of affirmation and just being, like, patient and, and, and learning to love this woman in multiple ways, right? And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about, like, loving her here and loving her here. I've learned to do those things better with her. And I know it's just going to be even more better, right? Even better. Next one, right? The next whatever. But here's here's sort of like a little twist. Here's a little sort of flip of the switch here. You see all those things that I realized about myself that I didn't really didn't know about myself before is exactly is exactly precisely the reason why we wanted to what we wanted to be for you we as in like good guys that's exactly what we wanted to be for you we wanted you to see what you couldn't see in yourself we wanted you to know how much better you are. How you could develop yourself to, to be and evolve into someone even better than you, who you were. We wanted to be that. Be because that's what you were to us. That's what you are to us. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand, y'all? Like, that's why I don't regret being with that woman. When I think of her, it will mostly be just happy thoughts now. Because I realize something better about myself. I don't know what she thinks if she ever thinks about me, it, that's not my realm. That's not where I'm going to place my time and effort. That's not my responsibility anymore. But I would hope that whatever it is or whenever she thinks about me, that she'll learn something better about herself, something that she'll do and be better about. You understand? So, that's the only thing I can hope for her. So, I don't know. I'm not saying she will, and I'm not saying she won't. But as for me, I know exactly what I learned. I know exactly what I've become. I know exactly how to appreciate her. And, I'll, and I know exactly how I will be even better for whoever enters my life next. You understand? So, this poem that I just read, okay, by Dorothea Lasky, it's called You Thought. 
right? She paints all of these scenarios, right? So she says, you thought I flipped the switch and I hadn't. You thought I left the window open and I wouldn't. You thought I turned the dial up and I didn't. You thought I ring the sun, the, su the super, but I shouldn't. You thought I'd unlock the beehive and I wouldn't, right? All of these things, right? So she didn't do any of those things. And you know what? Once again, I don't know what the situation was with her companion. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're having a fight. I don't know. I have no idea. But you know what? At the end, look, guess what she says? She says, it kills me still. Let me show you, let me share with y'all a very, a very cool story. It's a little sad, but also kind of uplifting. About a decade ago, former sister-in-law of mine died of cancer. And I loved her. She was absolutely like a sister. Sure, we had some nights that we didn't get along, <laughs> some father, family gatherings, but in the end, we were family, and I absolutely treated her like a sister. I don't have biological sisters, by the way. I only have brothers, so I longed for some type of sister, and she was the first sister-in-law in the family. But unfortunately, my brother and her didn't get along and couldn't reconcile. So they ultimately got a divorce. And I remember having some really great conversations with my brother about it. Because I was wrong, I was I was young, and I didn't really understand like why why those why they got divorced and all these things and like how should I conduct myself with her? You know, can I still be friends with her? You know, I, I want to respect my brother, right? And all these things. And I could tell that he still loved her. He still loved her. I never spoke to her about like how she felt about the situation. Sometimes I wish I do regret. I do regret like not sending, you know, just sending a letter to her and asking her about it, you know, because I don't know. I just I was young and I didn't I just didn't know what was the proper etiquette and I just I don't know. I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. So when I 
when I got to know more of the details of what was going on, like my brother did express that he loved her still, but there was just no way they were going to get back together, according to him. All right, let me get to the point, y'all. The very last time that my brother got to see her, she was on her last days and literally her deathbed. They spent some time alone just them just chat just chatting i don't know what they talk about i have no idea but i remember my brother saying that they both regretted not trying harder to love one another. And that just absolutely To this day, I still, I still get emotional about it, you know? We spend so much time dwelling in our own selfish pride and our own hurt, our own pain, our own sorrow. blinds us to see the bigger picture here. And I'm not saying that every single like divorced couple should go through the same experience or should force themselves to reconcile. But sometimes we like use divorce as an excuse to not to deal with the true problem, which is ourselves. There's no one else to blame but ourselves. But we're quick to blame it on someone else. Why? Because we're prideful. We don't want to feel that shame. We don't want to feel like it's our fault. Right? I'm not going to do something for you if I don't feel appreciated. Right? Some of you actually have expressed that. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to spend time with you because you never... You never appreciate me. You never text me. You never call me. <laughs> that may be true. But what do you 
feel and think about when you when you're with them don't risk living your life with that regret with that possibility of regret right cuz one of these nights you're going to be thinking about that and you're going to be like thinking why did I think about that why did I waste so much time like thinking about myself <laughs> you see I could have easily done that I could have easily done that with so many of my friends and you know the people that I was interested in no but no I would decided to give it my all risk giving my heart regret using up my time for the woman I was interested in I don't regret I don't regret it at all those bring me really cool thoughts actually because I think wow that's amazing I didn't know I could do that I did, I can't believe I did that so There is a happy ending here related to my brother's story. Before my I still I still no matter what she's still I'll always call her my sister-in-law no matter what. But whatever it is that they talked about that last time they were together, okay? And it was just them. I can tell that my brother is happy. And I'm darn sure that my sister-in-law died happy as well. Because even after all those years of neglect and pain and sorrow they let it all go in that conversation they let it all go so neither of them have to carry it anymore I know you know this already but your mom was a good woman
Our Many Never Endings by Courtney Queenie. You entered the bedroom and fell to your knees. I wait the rest of my life to hear you say, I made a mistake. And inside my chest, a mangle. Inside yours, a deflating balloon. You took the vacuum cleaner, the ironing board, the dish rack, and left me some lint, an iron to scorch shirts, one chipped plate. I would like to say at least we perfected entrances and exits, like professional stage actors honing their craft, but even that's a fantasy. Mostly on TV, the lions ate the hyenas. But sometimes the hyenas formed a posse and tore up a lion. Occasionally, you come in out of the rain. And I was glad to see you. I was glad to have you. It's amazing how like one little phrase, one little word, one little gesture can just knock off knock us off of whatever anger or pain or sorrow we felt. Because finally we get to the root of really what matters. It's you and me. You and me. Seriously, you and me. Look. If I say that I love you, it's because I do. If I write about you, it's because you were in my thoughts. If I sometimes feel lost without you, it's because you have touched my soul. I long for your, your eyes to see me. It's because I gave you my heart. to find myself again. 
So no matter what the sorrow is, well, no matter what the anger is, no matter what the challenge is, no matter the seasons of darkness that you and I go through, no matter how many times you and I may feel like there's no hope, my darling, I will fight for you. I will endure this drought. I will endure this storm. I will endure whatever comes through my way. Because by the time it goes through me, it's going to be filtered. And the only thing that's going to pass by is the calm. Because I know you are behind me. And you will find a place of rest because of me. So love me because I have loved you. Treat me with tenderness. I've comforted you in the darkest, darkest, darkest nights. I may seem upset at times, but I don't hate you. I may seem sad at times. but I will never leave you. I may seem wordless, but it's not because I don't think about you. You are in my heart. And as much as you may or may not think I have you to hold, to keep. So yes, you should never give up on me because I never have, nor will. I love you still. Reach out to me. I promise I will answer. This is the J. Rolden Podcast, episode 54. Thank you so much for being here. This is a wonderful night. I hope you are enjoying this 
episode. I hope you're enjoying this show. Whatever it is that you, whatever walk of life you're in, whatever it is that you're doing, I'm so appreciative that you decided to spend your time with me. Like I said, sometimes poetry isn't going to solve your problems, but at least it'll help alleviate some of the burden. At least it'll help solidify and strengthen and edify your heart. And so I hope these poems are speaking to you. These are not poems that are taken lightly. These are not poems that are just written on a whim. These are poems that have been given careful thought, careful time, careful appreciation, careful tenderness, genuineness. They're here for us, for you, for me. And so, yes, let it speak to you. Find a way to connect with it. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be whatever it is that you are afraid of poetry. Whatever that is, just get rid of that garbage. Whoever told you that was lying to you. <laughs> really. Poetry is here to connect. That's what it does. It creates. It creates connection. The root word for poesis is in the making. That is the Greek word for poesis. In the making. It is constantly being made. It is never finished. It is never done. It is always making. What is it making? That's where the joy and interpretation comes in. That's where the hermeneutics come in. This is where you connect with it. Is it making friendships? Sure. If it's, is it making marriages? Sure. Is it making building your heart? Sure. Is it... You fill in the blank. <laughs> what is it making? Describe it. Tell us about it. Tell me how you are connecting with it. That's part of poesis. You may not be right, but it doesn't matter because it's in the making. <laughs> I'm not saying you can like absolutely just bend and twist poems. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Listen to the poem. Listen to what is being written. Listen to the words. And now you can connect with it. Don't just make up an idea and then like force it on these words. That's not how it works. You listen to this poem. You 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 receive this poem, okay? You're at the receiving end, okay? Like like if you ever seen Oliver Twist, right? right please sir may I have some more right <laughs> like you're literally asking for more so what is it that's part of poesis <laughs> you understand now all right perfect <laughs> all right you ready for another sad one <laughs> All right, this is this was written by Jane Hirschfield and this is titled This Was Once a Love Poem. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, give me a second while I change this.
All right, here we go. This was once a love poem Before its hunches thickened, its breath grew short Before it found itself sitting Perplexed and a little embarrassed On the fender of a parked car While many people passed by without turning their heads it remembers itself dressing as if for a great engagement. It remembers choosing these shoes, this scarf or tie. Once it drank beer for breakfast, drifted its feet in a river side by side with the feet of another. Once it pretended shyness, then grew truly shy dropping its head so that the hair would fall forward, so the eyes would not be seen. It spoke with passion of history, of art. It was lovely then, this poem. Under its chin, no fold of skin softened. Behind the knees, no pad of yellow fat when it knew in the morning it still believed at nightfall. An unconjured confidence lifted its eyebrows, its cheeks. The longing has not diminished still. It understands. It is time to consider a cat. The cultivation of African violets or flowering cactus. Yes. It decides. Many miniature cacti in blue and red painted pots, when it finds itself disquieted by the pure and unfamiliar silence of its new life, it will touch them, one then another, with a single finger outstretched like a tiny Hmm. Of course, if you weren't listening to the entire, entire poem, right? Then, think about this. Even if a poem wasn't, or shall we say, let me reverse that. Even if a poem isn't received in the way it was intended, right? So, the title of this poem called, This, is, this Was Once a Love Poem. Even if, even if, if a poem wasn't received with that intention, right? That that this isn't a love poem anymore, right? For for all of the reasons that this poet re mentioned, right? All of like that sadness and shall we say the 
reservations, right? All of these things. The fact that it still was given, that it was placed on a car for whoever's car that was, right? Whoever was the receiver of that poem. There's something very unique and intricate about that poem itself. It may not be a love poem anymore, but it's a poem. It has and obtains the time and the effort that you placed, or in this case, the, uh, the poet had placed in that poem. You understand? Like, it still means something. But you no longer have the, shall we say, assurance that that's what it's going to mean to that person. I could write the greatest love poem of all time, but if that person doesn't receive it with that same notion, right? With that same intention, then that poem is only going to be a bitter and heartbreaking poem. So it's no longer a love poem. You understand? So in many ways, the poet, once again, it's Jane Hirschfield. She's reminding us that like, yes, you're right. This was once a love poem because it started out as a love poem because I started writing it as such. But by the time I give it to somebody, it's no longer under my power. It's no longer under my intentions anymore. It's all hanging on to whatever the person I'm giving this poem to. It's all hanging on to them. It's all dependent on them. Because they can read it as a love poem if they choose. But they can also read it as something that is not a love poem. But you don't have to worry about that anymore. That is not your responsibility anymore. That's on them. Whether they choose not to read your love poem as a love poem, don't worry about it. Just know that you can sleep well at night without regret, knowing that you took the time and effort to write that love poem for them. So therefore, You did what you needed to do. And now you can sleep well at night. You understand? So it's no longer your responsibility. So you're right. She's right. This was once a love poem. That doesn't mean that it can't be a love poem again. But it's all dependent on the reader now. that that helps you sleep at night now <laughs> alright y'all I'm opening it up to some requests now I'm sorry if I missed your comments I know some of you guys were wanting me to read some poems that you wanted to for me to read 
And if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and write that in the comments right now because it's gonna take way too long for me to scroll up and find out like who wrote what and like when and where and all these things. So just write it again if you want me to read a poem tonight. Especially those of you who want to end this live on a on a happy poem. So it is your responsibility now to end on a happy poem. So don't blame it on me. <laughs> Alright. So give me the title, give me the author, please. Please, 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 please don't just say something by so-and-so. Like, give me the actual title. Give me the actual poet. If you please. That would be... Save me a lot of time. And, you know, I'm getting a little tired, actually. So, Alright, so we got one request here by Sanaz. I was dead. I came alive. All right. Let's see. All right, I got that ready. All right, so that's on the list. All right, we got another one called If Rain Drops or Tears. the Joanna one. Let's see. Ode. Intimation. Intimation. Alright, I got the raindrops. I got the Ode by Wordsworth. See you in a long time. I hope you're doing well. You always come up with some great ones, by the way. Can I? I want to acknowledge that. I want everybody to hear that right now. Bella Donna always comes up with some great poems. So I'm always impressed by your selection. I really am. So I'm glad you're here. But I don't know if I got this right. Let me see. Got that on the QE. Alright, I got the Maya Angelou.
Alright, if you forget about, if you forget me. they're happy poems hey that's not my problem <laughs> you guys are picking these so <laughs> you should talk to the followers on this live right <laughs> she walks in music all right <laughs> all right actually all of these are most of these are actually really nice so you're in good hands. Alright, everybody ready? Let me uh, find a track here that is a little bit more moving. Let me see. Give me one second. Yeah, the more loving one's awesome. I love that one. Alright, let me find the track, y'all. Let me get this ready and see if I can put this all in one fluid. Let's see, let's see. Alright guys, here we go. So, we got about, let's see, one, let's see, one, <laughs> one second y'all, one second, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Trying to get these poems organized, y'all. One second. do Rumi first and then we're gonna do the raindrops one followed by Wordsworth and 
Adri Gabriele D'Annunzio D'Annunzio But I'm afraid I got the wrong title here One second One second Let's see Okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. And then followed by Maya Angelou. And then Neruda. And then... Let's see. Lord Byron. And then W.H. Auden. Alright, y'all. Here we go. Mm. This is gonna be a little bit... This is gonna be fun. Here we go. of love. When it arrived, my temporal life from then on changed to eternal. And love said to me, you are not crazy enough. You don't fit this house. I went and became crazy. Crazy enough to be in chains. Love said, you are not intoxicated enough. You don't fit the group. I went and got drunk, drunk enough to overflow with light headedness. And Love said, you are still too clever, filled with imagination and skepticism. I went and became gullible and in fright, Pulled away from it all. And love said, You are a candle, attracting everyone, gathering everyone around you. I am no more a candle spreading light. I gather no more crowds, and like smoke, I am all scattered now. And love said, You are a teacher, you are a head, and for everyone, you are a leader. I am no more. Not a teacher. Not a leader. Just a servant to your wishes. And love said, you already have your own wings. I will not give you more feathers. And then my heart pulled itself apart and filled to the brim with a new light, overflowed with fresh life. Now even the heavens are thankful that because of love, I have become the giver of light. The giver of light.
Excellent. All right. This one's If Raindrops Were Tears by Joanna. <laughs> I'm going to say Fuchs, <laughs> but I could be mispronouncing it. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. If raindrops were tears, and it rained every day, the rain couldn't wash my heartache away, and you're still my ideal, my love never dies, but it cuts to the bone what I see in your eyes. You want me to stop. And you want to be friends. But you will be my true love. Until breath and life ends. So nice, so nice, so nice. All right, this is Ode. It's a little long, <laughs> so here we go. This is Ode, imitations, intimation, sorry, of immortality from. Recollections of Early Childhood by William Wordsworth There was a time when meadow, grove, and stream The earth and every common sight to me did seem Appareled in celestial light The glory and the freshness of a dream It is not now as it hath been of yore Turn wheresoever I may by night or by day. The things which I have seen I now can see no more. The rainbow comes and goes, and lovely is the rose. The moon doth with delight look around her when the heavens are bare. Waters on a sorry night are beautiful and fair. The sunshine is a glorious birth, but yet I know wherever I go that there hath passed away a glory from the earth. Now, while the birds thus sing a joyous song, and while the young lambs bound, as to the tabor's sound, to me alone there came thought of grief. A timely utterance gave that thought relief, and I again am strong. The cataracts blow their trumpets from the, st the steep. No more shall grief of mine the season wrong. I hear the echoes through the mountains throng. The winds come to me from the fields of sleep. And all the earth is gay and land and sea. Give themselves up to jollity. 
And with the heart of May doth every beast keep holiday. Thou child of joy, shout round me, let me hear thy shouts, thy, thou happy shepherd boy. Ye blessed creatures, I have heard the call, ye to each other make. I see the heavens laugh with you in your jubilee, and my heart is at your festival. My head hath its coronal, the fullness of your bliss. I feel, I feel it all. O evil day, if I were sullen, while earth herself is adorning, this sweet May morning and the children are calling on every side in a thousand valleys far and wide flesh fresh flowers while the sun shines warm and the babe leaps up on his mother's arm I hear I hear with joy I hear but there's a tree of many one a single field which I have looked upon both of them speak of something that is gone the pansy at my feet doth the same tale repeat whither is fled the visionary gleam where is it now the glory and the dream our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting the soul that rises with us our life's star hath had elsewhere its setting and cometh from afar not in entire forgetfulness and not in utter nakedness but trailing clouds of glory do we come from god who is our home heaven lies about us in our infancy shades of prison house begin to close upon the growing boy but he beholds the light and whence it flows he sees it in his joys the youth who daily farther from the east must travel still in nature's priest and by the vision splendid is on his way attended at length the man perceives it die away and fade into the light of common day earth fills her lap with pleasures of her own yearning she hath in her own natural kind and even when with something of a mother's mind and no unworthy aim the homely nurse doth all she can to make her foster child her inmate man forget the glories he hath known and that imperial palace whence he came Behold the child among his newborn blisses, a six years darling of a pygmy size. See where midwork of his own hand he lies, fretted by sallies of his mother's kisses, with light upon him from his father's eyes. See at his feet some little plan or chart, some fragment from his dream of human life, shaped by himself and newly learned art a wedding or a festival a morning or a funeral and this hath now his heart and unto his he frames his song and with will he fit his tongue to dialogues of business love or strife but it will not be long ere this be thrown aside and with new joy and pride the little actor cons another part filling from time to time its humorous stage with all the persons 
down to placid age the life brings with her in the equipage of as if his whole vocation were endless imitation thou whose exterior semblance doth belie thy soul's immensity thou best philosopher who yet dost keep thy heritage thou i among the blind that deaf and silent readest an eternal deep haunted forever by the eternal mind. In years that bring the philosophic mind, ye fountains, meadows, hills, and groves, forebode not any severing of our loves. Yet in my heart of hearts I feel your might, I only have relinquished one delight to leave beneath your more habitual sway. I love the brooks which down their channels fret, even more than when I tipped and tripped lightly as they. The innocent brightness of a newborn day is lively yet and lovely yet. The clouds that gather around the setting sun do take a sober colouring from an eye that hath kept watch over man's mortality. Another race hath been, and other palms are are won, thanks to the human heart by which we live, thanks to its tenderness, its joys and fears. To me, the meanest flower that blows can give thoughts that do often lie deep for tears. This is a very long poem, and I actually skipped quite a few paragraphs here, but make no mistake, William Wordsworth is a genius when it comes to writing poems, and this is certainly one of his most impressive ones for sure. Anyway. Next, this is Gabriele de Nuncio. De Nuncio? De Nuncio. Gabriele de Nuncio. Stay. And I hope I got the right version, Meladona. So I'm sorry if I got the wrong one. Okay. All right. Let me get this song because this one's gonna be a this is gonna be a fantastic one. I think the one that I have at least sounds fantastic. So let me let me get the right song. Here we go. Proudly, 
I love you. I do not have any thought that is not yours. I have no desire in the blood that is not for you. You know, I do not see in my life another companion. I see no other joy. Stay up. Stay up. Rested. Do not be afraid of anything. Sleep tonight on my heart. Sleep tonight on my heart. <sighs> wait, 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 wait. I gotta read that. I gotta read that again. I wanna pick. Let me. I'm, I'm thinking of a song here. One second, one second, one second. The one man. Okay, I've got to read this one more time, but I'm gonna read it with this song in the background. This is this is so good. Listen to this, guys. Okay, one more time. I'm gonna to try to post this on my podcast tomorrow. Okay, on Spotify. Here we go. I'm excited. I'm excited. Here we go.
ladies come on <laughs> this is so so good i cannot believe i cannot believe i cannot believe that a guy that would write words like these to you and yet you were afraid of what of being loved too much of being cared for too much of feeling secured and actually having a sound peaceful mind knowing that this man is absolutely loyal to you and you're telling me that you're afraid I cannot believe that no You got complacent. You didn't want your heart to latch on to me. You didn't truly desire me. And those words of love to me that you expressed? No. You'd never meant it. You were either too much too well invested in yourself you just wanted to use guys like me for your benefit, for your convenience. And after you had sucked us dry of all of that affirmation, then you just do whatever it is that you got used to doing, which is abandoning. No, you're not afraid of me. You just don't know how to love. Truly love. Oh my goodness. So sad, man. So sad. So sad. My goodness.
I will say this. sail toward those isles of yours that wait for me. Well, now, if little by little you stop loving me, I shall stop loving you. Little by little. If suddenly you forget me, do not look for me. shall have already moved and have forgotten you. If you think it long and mad with the wind of banners that passes through my life and you decide to leave me at the shore of the heart where I have roots, remember that on that day, at that hour, I shall lift my arms and my roots will set off to seek another land. If each day, each hour, you feel that you are destined for me with implacable sweetness, if each day a flower climbs up to your lips to seek me, ah, my love, my own, in me fire is repeated in me nothing is extinguished or forgotten and my love feeds on your love beloved and as long as you live it will be in your arms without leaving mine How's that for drama? Huh, Belladonna? Be patient. Be understanding. Be kind. Listen. <laughs> this is the J. Rolden Podcast Show. If you knew this live, we talk about poems, we share stories, we connect, analyze think, edify, whatever you need. This is a good place for that. 
good job. All right. <laughs> Maya Angelou, come and be my baby. The highway is full of big, big cars going nowhere fast, and folks is smoking anything that'll burn. That'll burn. And some people wrap their lies around a cocktail glass, and you sit wondering where you're going. You're going to. You're going to turn. And I got it. Be my baby. Some prophets say the world is gonna end tomorrow, but others say we've got a week or two. The paper is full of every kind of blooming horror, and you sit wondering what you're gonna do. I got it. Come, be my baby. Not exactly the track to parallel that great poem, but fun to read. That's for sure. That is for sure. Two more, I think. Let me see. Oh yeah, we got three more. All right. <laughs> this one's "She Walks in Beauty" by Lord Byron, also by the name of George Gordon. Just in case you needed to know. <laughs> sure, I'll put Dana Schwartz on there. One second. again. This is She Walks in Beauty by Lord Byron. She walks in beauty like the night sky of cloudless climes and starry skies. All that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspects and her eyes. Thus mellowed to that tender light which heaven so gaudy day 
denies. One shade the more, one ray the less, had half impaired the nameless grace which waves in every raven tress. Or softly lightens o'er her face, where thoughts serenely sweet express how pure, how dear their dwelling place. And on that cheek and over that brow so soft, so calm, yet eloquent, the smiles that win, the tints that glow, the tell of days and goodness spent, a mind at peace with all below, a heart whose love is innocent. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes, this is definitely going to be in my podcast. <laughs> so good. I like that timing. Great. Good job. <laughs> All right. Next. We're not this one. This one is The More Loving One by W.H. Auden. is the least we have to dread from man or beast and how should we like it were stars to burn with a passion for us as we could not return if equal affection cannot be let the more loving one be me. Admirer as I think I am of stars that do not give a damn. I cannot, now I see them say, I missed one terribly all day. Were all stars to disappear or die, I should learn to look at an empty sky and feel its total dark sublime. Though this may and might take me a little time. 
this poem is just it's gonna take too long for me to break this down for y'all but this poem is so so genuine so amazing so incredible you know here let me just say this okay I'm not gonna spend 20 minutes on this but here's this gentleman here's this guy that goes out into some field and looks up at the sky and it's a clear sky obviously so you can see the stars and then he actually starts co contemplating like look at all of this beauty that's in the sky look at all of these stars and not a single one of them cares for him they don't shine because of him they don't shine for him they don't twinkle for him they don't exist because of him and so what does he say in response despite these stars not giving a crap about me about my significance about my meaning I'm gonna love you anyway I'm gonna care about you anyway I'm gonna be the more loving one let the more loving one be me do you understand how amazing and, and genuine this response is Now I want you to translate that into your relationships. Belladonna, Belladonna, you, you don't want to hear listen to this next one because you're definitely going to be all mad about this one. <laughs> but you see, the reason why I don't regret about this previous person that I was interested in is because even though she was kind of like celestial for me, right? I was looking at her from like, like as a celestial galaxy, really, right? Like all of these amazing stars, right? Each one, each one of these stars represented some attribute or characteristic that I liked about her, right? And even if I knew, <laughs> I knew, even even if she didn't care. <laughs> Let the more loving one be me. You understand? I don't regret that at all. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And you know what? This is like such a stronghold for men. Because people can say whatever they want to say about me. But I know that I love the best. I cared the best. I thought the best. I didn't even expect. I expected zero in return. And that's why I loved the best. I I loved with words the best. You understand? That's what makes a man stronger because he willfully goes into a desolate battle 
and in some ways probably knowing that he's probably going to be deserted <laughs> but we do it anyway because by the time we're done let the more loving one be me So, my thoughts are good ones, actually. Good, happy thoughts, actually. <laughs> That's it, right? This poem is amazing, man. The More Loving One by W.H. Auden. I will never, ever get tired of this poem. Never get tired of this poem. And, not, and I hope all of you never get tired of this poem either. Really, like, you should read it. On your own time read it like truly just sit in a quiet place wherever whatever you consider a quiet place and just read this to yourself and really think about how you can connect with this right like let the more loving one be me right let the more loving one be you right despite the adversity despite the challenges despite the darkness despite all of whatever superficiality whatever you want to call it right despite all of that stuff let the more loving one be me. Let me repeat this last verse in this poem because it is absolutely the best. I love this poem. I love this last this last section. He says, "We're all stars to disappear or die. I should learn to look at an empty sky and feel it's total dark sublime though this might take me a little time let the more loving one be me Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's so good. I just absolutely love the crap out of this poem. <laughs> All right, last one. This one is titled. One second. If I Thought by Dana Schwartz. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta start that again. One second, one second, one second. If I thought for just one moment that this would be my last breath, I tell you, I'll love you forever, even beyond death. If I thought for just one moment that your face would be the last I'd see, I'd take a million pictures and save them just for me. If I thought for just one moment that your voice would be the last I'd hear, 
I'd listen attentively and promise not to shed a tear. If I thought for just one moment that your touch would be the last I'd feel, I'd embrace you and know that this has all been real. If I thought for just one moment that my heart would beat its last beat, I'd thank the Lord for allowing us to meet. You see, that is what loving and continuing to love means, y'all. Like, seriously. I want to read this one last time. I don't think you all understand this enough I know some of you do but you need to really like get this in your veins okay like get it somewhere in your veins so that your heart can start pumping it throughout your entire body and you will be absolutely consumed with these genuine words by Dana Schwartz listen to these words remember just how amazing and how selfless love truly is selfless selfless you take away the self live like it let's do this one more time I thought for just one moment that this would be my last breath. I tell you I'll love you forever, even beyond death. If I thought for just one moment 
that your face would be the last I'd see. I'd take a million pictures and save them. Just for me. If I thought for just one moment that your voice would be the last I'd hear. I'd listen attentively and promise not to shed a tear. If I thought for just one moment that your touch would be the last I'd feel, I'd embrace you and know that this has all been real. And if I thought for just one moment that my heart would beat its last beat, Escúchame bien, Blanquita. Sí, es verdad que estaba enojado contigo. Sufrí mucho. Y me dañaste. Quizás... Superficialmente y inmediatamente. Quería olvidarme y olvidarme de ti. Olvidarte de ti. Y no sé por qué me trataste como me trataste. Yo sería infiel a mí mismo si yo no te perdono. Si es que tú me pides perdón. Y si realmente tú me quieres, solo me tienes que pedir perdón. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Jay Rolden podcast. 
Thank you so much for being here. This was so great. This was so fun. I had a blast. I, truly, I really had a blast here. And this is so, this is so great. I love these lives because I start out with a list of poems that I want to read tonight. And then like all of a sudden, like it transforms into something else. So it's Sunday nights. Those of you who are new to this live, usually Sunday nights, I do it sort of like a request line. And so I really appreciate you guys for requesting some of these poems. Really solid poems. Awesome, awesome, awesome poems. Thank you so much for suggesting them. And I hope that tomorrow you guys wake up with a renewed sense of spirit and that you are well prepared for the week. And if not, well, we'll try this again on Tuesday nights and hopefully things will go just as smoothly. Maybe we'll do one tomorrow. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for all of my current subscribers on my Spotify platform. Those of you who are new to this live, I have a Spotify account. It's called J. Rolden Speaks. I would love it and appreciate if you guys could subscribe to that platform. I love it. I absolutely love Spotify on there and I love my channel there. So thank you so much to all my current subscribers on there. And I hope that you guys are enjoying some of my content. And those of you who gave gifts in this live, I just want you to know, I don't really like you know, expect that stuff, but I certainly am appreciative. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your kind gifts. And I hope that you really do learn something valuable from this live and that you feel somewhat renewed and a sense of hope, right? So anyway, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And I hope that the rest of your week looks even more smashing than today right so thank you and let me say something real quick to my current subscribers or i'm sorry my current uh spanish-speaking community well muchas gracias un millón de gracias un gran abrazo para ustedes siempre es bueno saber que hay una comunidad que habla español conmigo y bueno no sé por qué ustedes no no quisieran no pidieron un, un poema en castellano, no sé por qué, pero bueno, quizás mañana o, o el pasado mañana me pidan algo, ¿cierto? Así que espero verlos pronto y espero que pasen, lo pasen súper bien mañana y que el, su semana empieza con mucha honra y gloria. Y bueno, que Dios le bendiga y si Dios quiere nos vemos luego el lunes o el martes por la noche. Muchas gracias por todos y por su sintonía. Muchas gracias. Ah, pediste muy te veces. Bueno, quizás mañana entonces. Mándame un mensaje por, por, eh, por TikTok, ¿cierto? Así que muchas gracias por todo. Estoy muy cansado, muy, muy cansado, así que voy a descansar. Thank you everybody once again for all of your support and your gifts and your just overall loving and kind words. I take it to heart and yeah, anyway. Have a wonderful rest, guys, and I'm done. <laughs> Good night. Buenas noches.